broadcasting live through Luda the Beacon in the basement of the Stalwart Fortress. This is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the Forsaken Lands to life <clears throat> in an immersive game where there's only one true constant. We are all going to die. I'm your host, Wolf, along with Josiah, and no idea where King is. This is episode 11, Snakes and Worms. What's up, Josiah? How's it going, Wolf? Good evening. Uh, We're finally out of the void, it seems, after three long weeks. Yeah, I definitely I feel like people were, you know, I'm not alone. I know there's King. Um, <laughs> I feel like I wasn't the only one. I, I know there was others who were more than eager to get out of the void. But uh, I, which, by the way, was a awesome finale to that whole arc. Uh, how are you doing, King? I'm good. I don't, I don't know. We got to leave the void. The void is forever. The void is all there really is when you think about it, right? Like, the rest of it is just stuff within the void. How much How much more do you need? Yep, that's accurate to the lore. I think, you know, the script said itself, the conclave is but an organization of the true nature of the void. So I don't think it's leaving the soul of the lost pilgrim anytime soon. So void, For void, is, void is forever. That's all there is. Before we get into it, um, <clears throat> I'd be yeah. Let's 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 uh, let's let's start with what did we mess up last week? <laughs> For those who just tune into the podcast and listen in, um, right after, <laughs> right after we pretty much went into a whole like rant about our excitement for hey first time it's just open anything you can you know these these two melvin and hedrick they get to decide whatever they want like um sure enough a snapshot vote came out i don't know king if you want to talk about that right all right let's let's go over because there's a we got a lot we there's a lot of things we got wrong there was uh yeah so the 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 void conclusion you know at the time of the the show we work with the best information we've got but Wagdai is a live, evolving experience, and sometimes the posting schedule doesn't line up with our show, and we got new information immediately after. So uh, it wasn't a Shenron Dragon Ball style uh, make your make your wish pilgrim, which would have been awesome. Uh, but there were several uh, really cool choices presented to the two survivors of the uh, journey to the burrow, the abyss. Um, we can go over those in detail. There was like, there was a couple of other things that we got wrong, wasn't there? We got some names wrong. I know that. There was one more thing we got wrong. We got a lot wrong in that episode. I'll just say, <laughs> but so this episode, <laughs> everything is correct for sure, a hundred percent until next episode. Um, yeah. So I guess getting past some things that we got wrong, um, and getting that out of the way. I, I think that there was still some things that we kind of let's say after that. Okay. So the options that they were given for the snapshot boat was rest in my carapace fragment, uh, become a fragment for the dead, consume the corpse of Malosh, become my nameless apostle metamorph metamorphosis into a worm and reject me. Um, and for you know, so when those dropped, we had some we had some good speculation. I feel like, and we were really thinking, like uh, you know, wondering what they were going to decide, and uh, which, by the way, was really awesome because uh, spoiler alert, they both chose something different. So we got to see two of those. Um, but I feel like we were kind of. I think we all were under the impression of what consumed the corpse of Malosh would do. And I think, you know, we definitely got that right. <laughs> I think Bus knew pretty pretty much, too, what would happen uh, when he made that decision. Or um, that would be, uh, it's Hedrick, right? So he's now Hedrick the Devourer. I will say, I didn't know whether he would get the Malosh NFT in its original form. Or there would be some integration or mish, mish, um, mashup of traits. Um so he he did wind up getting the original Malosh, right? In its entirety. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that uh I think they had both all of that artwork was like ready to go at point of this um just shortly after the decision closed. So it was like, you know, it's the it is he is Malash. Which is interesting because if you touch on the lore of Malash himself, like that dude the that turned into Malash initially, Grimlock, like he whatever Malash is, it's like it is that thing, um, and it's trans it's transformed that dude when it came into contact with him initially, and now it's transformed Hendrick uh, when he came into contact or when when he consumed it. Um, so whatever that entity is, is like. Uh, maybe it's the closest thing to immortality in the Forsaken Lands, right? Like, it's not, it can die, but like, you know, maybe it can come in as something else again. So that's a weird concept in this world where we all die. Yeah, well, it made speaking... me think of. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was... It made me think of the 007 role, you know, where like James Bond is like a role in the story and like the actors, right? Every actor just comes and plays him again. It's like, um, and, and, anthology character i get that vibe from malosh right that there's going to be a malosh every cycle when one one of its its uh housing vessels dies like someone else is just going to inherit it and get that nft change i will say speaking of the whole immortality and coming back um the option that uh mervin which was uh, garth had chosen um, was to metamorphose into a worm. And on paper, before we knew what would happen, I thought that was kind of like the la- one of the lamer of all the options to choose. But then when it happened, and also when we got the awesome, you know, drop for it, like there was some hidden gems in there. You know, we learned that um, Cole was the first one to choose that option. Um, so now, you know, uh, Mervin's become a child of Cole. He's follow, following in the footsteps of full, so, uh, full Cole. Um, but it specifically talked about how, like a worm, you know, this is this immor- like immortal form that you can cut up and it, you know, grows back and keeps coming back. So what you were just talking about kind of with Malosh, we definitely got some huge drops on like this, this worm type thing and this this power of kind of coal uh you know uh i I thought i I thought it was really cool and one of the things that's kind of i i noticed while i was doing some of the wiki stuff recently was going over the like worm associated traits and specifically the body types right you have the worm devotee the leached devotee and then the transformed devotee which are all very like similar in 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 you know, they're purple skinned dudes, but they just like get more and more grotesque. And with what happened with Garth or, or sorry, Mervin, um, you know, it's kind of awakening me to the realization that like, there's a lot of transformation that happens uh, within the like Wormkin Concord. I think that's the Concord, right? The Wormkin um, or the Nameless that it, it um, it's go, it's got me thinking like, is this the end of the transformation? What happens later on down the road? Are there stages to wormhood? <laughs> you know, like, do they just continually shed, shed their form and, uh, you know, disassemble themselves and, and, and reconfigure and, and, and metamorphose again and again? Um, only time will tell. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because the, uh, the trait of his, of Melvin's transformation, it, it's called Child of Cull, right? Yep. yep. There's no um there's there's no clear visual connection between that and the other worm body traits that you just mentioned, King Offling. So it, it was an interesting design choice. It kind of reminded me of it looks like Medusa's desiccated head. Like it was cut off and then it rotted. That's what it so, reminds me of. So uh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. What I thought you were going to say is that it reminds you of ch- uh child of her. Um, because there, I see some like real visual similarities between the two. Um, you know, I mean, we've gotten very little information about the origins of child of her, but like, based on what we've got, like, there's a good assumption that she does have some strong connection with the nameless serpent. Um, and the visual representation here, uh, the use of the phraseology child of cull, 
uh, does get me into thinking that, you know, we might be on with that uh, prediction about her, but also like, yeah, who knows? Like it it could be a, a continuing transformation thing. We don't know yet. Yeah, it's definitely very exciting and some something too like f- for the you know kind of the the mechanic aspect um diving into that they their votes ended you know in the morning um their choices you know like i don't know if it was like five hours or six hours eight hours but and then and then we had the space where we saw the results i'm i'm kind of curious like do you, do you think that they you know kind of a uh, drew out like and made the art obviously for every single choice that there was um pending you know or at least probably the night before i mean i know they locked in their 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 answers maybe at least 12 hours in advance but um you know i don't i don't think i'm pretty sure both both of them didn't choose their answers or lock them in until the night before so there wasn't much time Where, where i'm going with this is there wasn't a lot of time in between then and then the space when this happened, do you think that they, you know, that there's, there's outtakes behind the scenes, like for each of these different possible possibilities, like they had everything prepared or, or, or do you think that they just, you know, once they locked in those decisions and they got to work on it? Yeah. I mean, I would be surprised if there was zero content created for rest in my carapace and fragment yourself and become my nameless apostle and even reject me. I would be shocked if there is nothing there, right? Like hidden behind the scenes that we haven't seen yet. So um, if we're going to metagame a little bit, uh, it does open up the potentiality for that content coming out later. We don't know. Um, As for like, you know, I mean, it's only, it is what six pieces of content theoretically, um, or five if reject me is nothing. Um, but it's not out of the wheelhouse of like what could have been pre-created because they had what two, three days for that vote. The thing that's really impressive to me is the audio engineering that went into the space was had to have been done within that day, right? They couldn't have pre-made that. That had to have been done starting, you know, at 10 a.m. and the spaces was at like nine or, or eight. Um, so they only had the, the single day to produce that, which was really, really impressive because it was really well done. And it was very specifically, you know, the sounds of Malosh being eaten and the transformation specific reference to the characters and their choices. So, um, that was really cool. Yeah. And you could even just flipping the wheel on that, right. That they pre-recorded all six options doubled for each, what each of them might choose. So 12 different audio recordings, um, but I, yeah, I personally think only three of those options given probably included new art. Um, the nameless apostle, I could see metamorphosize into a worm and consume the corpse of Malash. Yeah, uh, walk us, walk us through. You had some good predictions, I, I, I think, from what I read in the Discord. Walk us through what you think the other choices would have been. Rest in my carapace. I think Melvin and Hedrick would have stayed in, in the. Uh, would have stayed staked the same way we have the four locked in the chamber of Uria's heart. Um, I don't, I, I don't think any metadata change would have occurred then fragment yourself. I think they would have gotten the 15 talks that I think we're, we're going to talk about with no metadata change and then reject me. If you desire is they get sent back to their owners with no metadata change. Interesting. So the the rest of my carapace thinks, based on that interpretation, sounds like really awful. Unless, what if it gave them control of the the location? Yeah, and that's a feature we still have to see come into play, right? Whether those four in Yuria's heart will get the what the the power to burn whoever stakes there. I think that's the only like quote unquote utility we've talked about owning a location, right? Yeah, the only we've only seen um, Ouroboros, right? Was the owner for that for the dungeon run that they did? So for the for that location, and they had the power. Um, I be, at least that's what we presume, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it was there it was the it was a clean wallet that was running the executions. But I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was theoretically Ouroboros running those. But there's yeah, there isn't a lot of um, optionality in terms of like what you do with a location if you own it. But I mean, that's uh, there's something there still, right? Like this is a project about getting creative and doing whatever you want with it. Maybe you just make us a, a nice, you know, you, there's no rules to what you do. You can make, you know, we've seen, we'll talk about it a bit later, but people have been getting, you know, some things for being staked at locations and other kinds of things. You know, there's no reason to say you couldn't have something, you know, tangential to the game, you know, to entice people in there and your own mechanics to decide when you burn and why you burn and that kind of thing if you owned a location so i think there even if the you know mechanically in contract there's only that one function that doesn't mean it's actually as limited as that seems there's so much more you could do with that definitely i yeah i think like anything else right i mean you have look at all the things that we've come up and done with 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 uh, our characters right (laughs) so imagine then now having a location as well um speaking of uh or or, yeah anyways so you mentioned earlier josiah that um so 15 worms went to uh mervin and 15 skills were sent to hedrick um and now both of them i i you know i think are they're kind of trying to come up with their with like you know they feel this responsibility It, it almost it kind of harkens back to um, in the early days when you know the the fir- the fifteen a bunch of field notes were sent out. I was I think it was yeah, it was fifteen ten and five um, to both you uh, Josiah and, and King uh, received ten, um, and you guys kind of you know created the Concord uh, <clears throat> of research and you know made the, made that into what it is today. Um, and then er, later on, we had the the, the talons that were that were handed out in the, the Darkblade Guild. Um, I, I think both of those people feel the weight of that and understand the responsibility there with that and are trying to come up with their own clever ways of like, okay, how do we build something out of this now? You know, we, we, we received this awesome gift of these transformation to our characters, um, becoming, you know, a bigger part of the story. And now we also have these tokens to kind of build up our, our following. Yep, and they also gave the uh, cauldrons and toads to the decrepit guild when that emerged too. So I like it. It's allowing, you know, in a way we haven't seen before, not not the organizations, but individuals, right? Granting them the tokens to build out their groups and their, their coalitions. So I think it's a really cool example of, you know, the project, again, giving ownership to community members. And, you know, highlighting also that this has kind of changed the, the rewards of the game as we know it, because previously the only characters who received metadata changes, right? It came from LARPing, whether that's Chen, Merlin, or Julie. And I think those are the three community characters. But now we're seeing that, you know, if you partake in one of these quests, which we've seen the Burrow Run and Turlo, right? The 30 of Turlo, that now one of the potential rewards is to have your character undergo this metadata change in lore world. And I think that's a pretty cool development. Also on that note, something that I thought about afterwards, which was really awesome about how this worked out is bus is somebody who has limited characters. You know um, he's uh, at times he's put his only one character into one of these events and lost it. Um, And so he only had one character in this event and uh, Garth as well only put in one character and Garth is somebody who, you know, as people know, as a family, has limited time. But anyways, point is, both of these people, you know, these rewards and this awesome thing happened to to two people who could have, like, the point where I'm going with this is that somebody could come into the game today, start playing, and have something like this happen to them. Um, almost, you know, like, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't King, myself, or Josiah, or something like, somebody who's been very wrapped up into this that achieved all this and got to this po- this position and, and, and won all these rewards you know it was it was open to anybody it was it was random chance you know through the um chain link brf like random dice rolls during those events like it was it was anybody's game um and i, I there was something really cool and special about that um that I, yeah that i just really wanted to touch on 
Yeah, the thing I like about it is also like it's we've we've talked like we used to talk about this quite a lot in the in the old space in the before times, but like you know with the the tokens of Concord and the way that, the different methods of their distribution and like the different styles of le- of how leadership in groups within the project begins to form and and the the psychologies and methodologies behind that i think this is the first time we've ever had this presence of hey essentially you know you're not random you not completely random you you participated right you participated and you survived and of all the people that participated you're you're the lucky two so here you go what are you going to do with it we've We've seen what happens when the project bestows tokens on people who put a lot of effort in and, you know, try hard. And we've seen what happens when, uh, you know, power is distributed between a couple people and consolidated within individuals. And we've seen, um, you know, wide distributions and narrow distributions and like other mechanical distributions. But this is the first time I think we've ever had just like a participatory um, random reward being hey essentially and uh, you know no no onus on anybody to do this but like you could control and run a brand new guild here a new force within the world and um make that in, uh, what you want and make that your own thing um that's a really cool uh power dynamic that we have not had come forth in the game yet where it's essentially random part like w- with the aspect of participate you know you gotta you gotta participate to do anything but like essentially random and I, the spaces highlighted that or the voice i don't know whether it was the nameless serpent or the void or whatever right it was saying this this is a development based not on merit or your choice or your motivation but randomness Right, that the, the Burrow one was dictated that way. So I definitely think it's it's well earned considering, you know, Melvin and Hedrick have been squatting in the void for I it was probably a month, right? Three weeks or so around that since uh since yeah. they finished that. Yeah, yeah, after the Burrow run, because they've been locked up this this whole time and that was awesome to see them come back and tie it in. Um also too to wrap this up on um on that space. It talked about, you know, you were talking about the random chance and being there, but it also let us know that um, our paths that we've been choosing, you know, are no different than others who've lived in here before. And specifically, they start touching in. We got some, you know, lore, lore dumped on uh, some of the 17, and they let us know that, you know, Cole's intention was to reach the core, which which uh, we did, you know, and then Kilgore wanted to destroy the lands themselves, Um the child was created in an attempt to move beyond the forces of light or dark. Kind of curious to hear that, you know, more about that story. And then as we, you know, heard before and got a little bit more, or just kind of some reinforcement is that Luda is, was, is trying to sought a world beyond. Um, and so, you know, that opens up the door for, you know, where's next. And um, I think some of our main speculation obviously is, you know, the wound, with artificial god, maybe possibly that leads to the the path for the stone of Zoe for our, you know, our powering up our compass to find Luda. We have the heart and the scale. We need the stone of Zoe. We don't know where that's going to be. Um, and then we we know Yorn's hole is a passage. Um, that was an option we had to go in there before we went back to the church and down into the you know ended up in the burrows. Um, and we know that, that that leads to that uh, kingdom of the enlightened, I think. Um, King, correct me if I'm wrong, but where Yogg's Tower is, which we know Rita's machine, um, you know, is going to play a part in there. And then the Druids of the Southern Plain line, which we have the mushroom, um, as well as, of course, we're still at 29 tokens. Um, we're waiting for 30. And then we're going to go to the catacombs to unlock Searing. Which you know, I guess we're speculating possibly maybe we'd go. You know, maybe if we got the thirty talk while we were down there, we would go from the void. But I guess not. Um, so we'll we'll still have to maybe pass through over the primordial again, or who knows what our path will be with the moth and how we get there. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, I, go ahead. I thought it was interesting. They referred to a resident narrator, she who smiles as the smile. And I think that's the first time they've used that nickname, right? 
the molten toad i think was the last time someone has explicitly referred to her in world but i don't recall the name the smile popping up um also they listed some other things that we can look forward to they mentioned the ancients the beasts beyond time which i think is a reference to masre d and his imminent reappearance um fragments and pieces of those you still have not seen don't know what that's a reference to i i did think of the maps right they referred to those as unfinished pieces before and then of course the power to control the forsaken lands which i think might be the map staking feature all of that still lies ahead of you lost pilgrim awesome um yeah it's I'm definitely curious, you know, we had that Mosri D pop up right before the church war and we haven't dove into that. So that's you mentioning that again. It's like, uh, I can't wait to find out what, you know, what, what they have planned with that and where that's going to come back into play. Um, something that we did not at all mention last week and getting into our community characters and initiative section, um, big one, obviously, you know, one of the, 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 the gods or fathers of lore, um, Merlin, does anybody want to talk about uh you know what's going on with merlin recently um specifically i'm what i'm what i what i really love i guess i'll just kick it off real quick is that um you know his the the line that he had and we got a, a appearance with uh Sirden, is it the merchant how how you, however you pronounce that which is Sirdon, uh, which is cold ward uh <laughs> cold war world god why do i always want to say cold war um anyways that i think that was his first time doing some voice acting and he i thought he did a really great job i i almost didn't even recognize his voice um i I forgot that that was him and but uh what i really loved about this line with merlin is something that i feel like merlin's done very well is the taking like little tiny details and things and pulling on those threads and exploring them and uh you know he kind of like for instance there was that image that he had with that merc drew and there was the necklace and that led to that whole line with the molten talisman and everything um now merlin's looking at you know his sword and his hilt and um his you know what is it soul eater his blade and he's going down this whole line and path and finding out the origin of this blade and finding out more about it i love that you know from a meta point that the the person behind that character thinks about things in that way and uses that to pull a thread and tell a story um i don't know if anybody else wants to add anything i'll say what i what i really appreciate most about um merlin's larp here is that it's uh it's incorporating more members of the community i i you know it's it's pretty hard uh and starting up your own especially videos and then audio and that kind of thing like it's a challenging thing to do and um the more you know experienced people who can like you know incorporate others into their stories you know as a way of getting people's feet wet it's like a really great thing to do for the community and it just only it, it, it grows the roster of characters and has a lot more interplay between people and it's just fun um i had a great time doing my bits with uh with Merlin and then with Chen and uh, I'm, I'm hoping this is a trend that continues with other people who are interested in getting if you're like if you're listening to this and you're interested in like doing more with your character reach out to a prominent community member who's like doing this stuff already and they'll more likely than not uh, be very willing to like incorporate you in some fashion um, because this is all way more fun when we have other you know players to play off of yeah everyone get your feet wet I think that's what Wag Wag dies all about, getting your feet wet. Uh, Proof Proof voiced. He did a voice LARP for the first time. And uh, I I didn't know it was confirmed, Wolf, that it was uh, Cold World who did the voicing for his character. Sounded completely different. Yeah, no, uh, I I happened to be in the tavern um, after that dropped and got to hear from him. And, and that's how I found out that he was. And I, like I said, I, for, I forgot too that he was even that that he was the voice behind that character. But he, he confirmed that was his first time doing that, and he did a great job. And um, yeah, like I said, you know his voice too, and you, and you were surprised as well. So that just goes to show how how good of a job I feel like he did. Um, also, too, we talked about I think last week because it was Halloween, and you know Council of Six sent out a, a little something to everybody. Um, Merlin, of course, was the first one to uh, reject it <laughs> and uh, sent it to the burn address, which then uh, turned out to come back as a little crispy. 
which he, you know, burned and became a little nothing. And he burned that, of course, and now it's a little void. Um, you know, when I first wrote this, I was just talking about those little additions and, and the funny lines behind that and um, both Council Brennan and, and Merlin. But uh, since then, you know, the tokens of Conclave, uh, there's a there's a bald burner one that went out to poof. Um, and there's a naked she who smiles as well as a naked Merlin out there. So they're getting a little uh, a little ridiculous and having some fun with those. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't know if you guys want to add anything to those. Verified meme account. Um, and he, he's, he's just pulling all the content that the community puts out in the library and just minting them and sending them out to people. So I, I think it's a fun little memoriam collection in that way, right? You're kind of keeping a record of all the fun gags and the, you know, all the fun stuff that people are putting out there. Token, tokens a meme. Yeah, it's it's that actually reminds me when you just said that right there. It's kind of like a almost like a po app or something, or just at least a little history or reminder of, of different things that are going on. That's a great way to think about it because it reminds me of something that Merlin brought up, um, which was this concept of a you know proof of lore. And I, I know King, you were in the tavern when it went off in a different direction. That wasn't the original intention when Merlin brought it up, and something I've thought about where you know how wag is like this living curated set you know we're we're, we're kind of keeping this collection it's 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 kept alive and, and changes dynamically based on our actions and our participation and in in that sense there's this like trail and this history essentially proof of lore <laughs> is is what you know is is, is in like merlin at least that's the, the way he brought it up and i kind of really like that so i just wanted to throw that out there like and yeah there's this uh, you know, we it's something we've we've dove into and talked about, but um, I, I yeah, I don't know where where I was going with that. Anyways, um, also Prince has updated uh, staking wagdie.world um, and is added. Um, not only can you stake from there, makes it a, a lot easier than trying to do it from Fade to Wagdie, but you can also batch stake. And he was um, showing me a little some some snippets of of what that's looking like, and it's really easy. You can just click on all your characters and um yeah it's making it a lot easier to interact and i i think you know that's that's gonna play, play a big part just being able to do everything from the map which is already pretty awesome um you know being able to see who's living there you know who's who's staked at different locations where they've and then as well as burned and now you can interact directly with it um and speaking of that obviously all the naked wag die <laughs> have uh, decided to uh, make Cyber's Mound their home. So wanted to give a little shout out to them. Why not, man? Leave your keys in the bowl. It's, you know, we were, we were talking about the Druids of the Southern Plain and then you know how they're hippy-dippy down there. It'd be how much you've allegedly the devs. <laughs> yeah, well, go ahead. Oh, I said, I said they're hippy-dippy allegedly. Well, I bet you the devs are going to incorporate or integrate some aspect of that, you know, should the time come for us to go down there. There's going to be some mention of nudity or like, you know, the unclothed druids. My God. Uh, yeah. No, uh, great job, Prince. It's really cool seeing Wag. Honestly, uh, Wag that world is a great uh, uh, resource. If you're not, you know, using it already, wagdie.world in your browser brings up the whole map, brings up all the locations, pulls data from the wiki, uh, pulls up, uh, uh, lo you know, the location relevance to, to char which characters are staked there in a really nice and clean orderly fashion. It's a really, really good tool. Um, uh, I am shocked at how well it continues to develop. So good job, Prince. Uh, you're my hero. Awesome. And w this was our uh, sixth week, uh, you know, sir, since the last, you know, whatever term election. Anyways, it's a new term elections um, uh, cycle for our it's our fourth term coming up um, for the conclave. So those elections are live and voting at decide.fatalwagdie.com if you want to go there and cast your vote. Um, there's eight, eight people who are nominated. Six of them will, um, will be part of the next, uh, cycle or term of, uh, <laughs> conclave representatives. Um, two things that passed, uh, since, since we last spoke was the game jam, um, and the Wagdad weekly podcast. So thank you everybody for that. 
Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if there's much to talk about with the wag or with the game jam yet, King, or if you want to. I mean, okay. I, so so yeah, I, uh, it's right now. It's in the phase of like, I mean, we're supposed to kind of get this. It, um, it was in the initial proposal. We we're supposed to get this done beforehand, but uh, figuring out like the when of when we're going to do this game jam is a really important uh, piece of this, uh, both for the operational schedule, but also the project schedule. Um, we don't want it clashing with any important events that we've got. Uh, and then also, you know, a little bit of like the game dev industries schedule at large. Um, you know, we don't want to be competing with global game jam or, or seven day FPS or, um, you know, any of the other major, major game jams. So otherwise we'll lose our, uh, our, uh, our, our opportunity to, to, to pull some new new talent into the pool. So um, give it a bit of time. I think this, I, I posted this in the Discord earlier, but I think this is going to be one of those that's going to be um, slower to roll out um, to get it all right. Uh, thankfully, there's no like, you know, money being held up or need to be pushed around for that sake. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, you know, be patient with it. Um, you know, just uh, get ready to, make some games if you're not you know if you've got questions about what it's going to be like or how it's going to work feel free to reach out um in the discord and the conclave itself um if you're looking to work with people you know you can start chatting with them um but we'll be rolling out new channels in the discord soon not um, not super soon but soon enough um where you'll be able to like talk all things game jam and that will be good Oh yeah, thank you for the reminder. I totally forgot about that aspect. That, uh, um, and I'll, I'll definitely make sure that happens so we can get those discussions going. I knew there was, anyways. I knew there was a good reason to bring this up, <laughs> and plus, I yeah, I, I think that um, I, I obviously you had. I think you have everybody's full confidence in in this, and they're really excited. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think we all. I think we're all on the same page that you know we got this. We got this shot to do this. We should do it. Do it right. So um, this was just kind of a bringing this up again to just congratulate you on it passing, but also to let let people know that you know um, yeah definitely feel free to reach out to King or start act, being active in that channel once we get that popping up, um, so we can kind of figure out the best plan of of attack and approach for for doing this and um, feel feel very confident though in king's abilities that he uh, <laughs> has experience in this field um and you know was the one who ch championed this idea i i just myself just learned about itch.io but now that i've yeah <laughs> i've been i've been learning more about it and it's it's kind of uh, exciting to know that this that's that's something that exists and will be, will be awesome to see black guy make an appearance uh, yeah, the, um, uh, the only thing I'll add is that if you are brand new to game development, you have never made a game before, you've never even like prototyped anything, code scares you, whatever, um, there are a lot of tools out there, uh, a lot of easy game engines to work on. And, you know, part of this is just the fun of creation, even if you don't think you're going to like have a good shot at winning. Um, but this is something you want to take a stab at. Maybe you've always wanted to make a video game before. Um, this is going to be a really, really good exercise and opportunity for it. Because one, you'll have a bunch of art and audio and, you know, all that kind of stuff, assets at your disposal, which is usually really rare when you're starting to make a game. You'll also have a nice captive audience to show it off to. Um, and there's no penalty for making a bad game. So might as well give it a shot if you want something to do before the game jam starts just start like you know looking at game engines uh get yourself comfortable maybe i'll post something uh in the discord or in the conclave itself um as a resource for people who are kind of on that you know newbie train um, where you can direct yourself and get a little comfortable um, before the fun begins um and you know you torture yourself trying to solve a game in uh, less than a week Awesome. And uh, as part, another thing as part of the, you know, conclave term coming to an end um, and putting out new elections, um, we also uh, have this, you know, new tradition. It's our, only our second time doing this of passing out those uh, conclave bells. And I know that, um, you know, Josiah is such a big fan of, of uh, understanding our, our choices. So <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go through for you um da, 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 here we go so chimera was the first was was the first one um i i'll start with him 
um, as we know, and it's something it's going to be mentioned earlier, you know, but anyways, he's been really on top of uh, the chamber of secrets with artifacts magister. Who's definitely been keeping all of us, anybody who's likes riddles and puzzles really busy. Um, so, and I, I felt like too, again, the, the main thing that, you know, with these bells that always comes to my mind when you first put out the proposal, Josiah was, was thinking about people who are active and contributing, but, you know, aren't necessarily, I don't know, maybe like super loud or whatever, for whatever reason, they're not, you know, there's somebody that, you know, maybe it's not, a, I don't know, it, you know, may, wouldn't get a, a, an award otherwise or something. So I, I really wanted to make sure that, you know, he was highlighted and, and attention was brought to his efforts because it's really appreciated. And especially once we, once if we get to the point where we solve all these things and open up whatever this line's going to lead to um he's definitely played a big role in that um the next one was uh mischievio and uh oh it was you know from one burner to another burner he's he's somebody that um brennan wanted to award because you know brennan's one of our top burners as well but i think mischievio is in like number two or number three if you go and look to wagdie.net and go to the leaderboard so he's somebody who's been very active in um just silently acquiring wagdie uh as well as is burning them and you know it's definitely appreciated um the next one was from uh julian and uh he was one of the first recipients of bells but he, so he uh, awarded to uh crypto chencho um the black scryer and that specifically was given to him for his awesome, um, you know, recent lore that he just did. That lore drop where we, I think we talked about this last week and highlighted and Josiah just brought up again where Poof was, um, you know, one, one of his first voice actings, at least for this. Um, but specifically, you know, what we obviously loved a lot about that lore was it took something that, that really happened <laughs> within the community and, and then turned it into an awesome lore story. And we're obviously excited to see where that goes next. Um, the next one, I think, should be an obvious, you know, no brainer why, which was uh, Ouroboros. We don't know who that person is. Um, we actually don't even know for sure if that was their wallet, but it was the wallet that had ownership of <laughs> of it and and you know was was behind the, the the awesome dungeon runs that we all experienced and you know was pretty much all of our october um was a big part of that so prince wanted to award him um king specifically i think tenacity tenacity brought was the one that they wanted to award him and um you know for obviously there's a lot that king's always doing the wag die wiki etc but specifically i think he wanted to highlight that bard drop and the the larping that king's been up to uh this past month or so like really going hard on the larping so that's that's specifically i think what, what came to mind and the bard song um and then the last one is hedrick the devourer bus um and you know even though obviously bus is you know just received a really huge high honor became melosh and has all those skills, et cetera. Still, again, this is somebody who's um, been in this community and active for a while and always, you know, kind of been down to his only, his one wag guy and uh, still tried to enter events. And he's been very active within the Dark Blade Guild. Um, and so this was from Lost Cowboy, uh, giving it to Hedrick the Devourer, a.k.a. Bus. Um, you know, and yeah, that, if, you, if, you, if you know the Dark Blade and you know both of them, then you, you know they have a good relationship. Um, and, uh, yeah, obviously Cowboy would be the first one to see and knows who's, uh, pulling their weight within that, within that awesome, uh, LARP guild. Um, and I, yeah, I guess we, so for community highlights, we might be over 50% on that, uh, Artifacts Magister, which I just talked about again. There is, what are we at, King? Like, I think somebody listed it out. Like, is there like 12 puzzles or? Uh, there, there, there were, I think there were 14 tweets total, including the last one. That's like, okay, that's all you get. Um, I, I, I threw out one possible answer. I, it's a long shot, but, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we've slowly figured out. There's no like penalty for, for guessing wrong. So I just kind of shotgunned a lot of guesses that, that I thought were right. Um, at, at one of the puzzles, but I think we're like at seven or eight uh, of the the thirteen, um, uh, at least sort of unconfirmed. 
Um, I've got we we're we're not we haven't like uh, like you said, Camara's been like super active in the Chamber of Secrets uh, channel, solving all these puzzles. Um, so Twins has been there. C uh, Sab, sorry, I never I never said your name out loud. Um, has also been there quite quite actively. Um, we yeah, we've just been grinding away at these puzzles um, to no uh, reward or avail or even recognition yet. Um, but it's slowly... other than a, other than a couple likes, <laughs> when you, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the thing. Um, you know, even though the 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 Twitter account has continued to post things, even though the like wallet has continued to like grow, um, and like there's been additional lore and everything, we haven't gotten any. Um, confirmations on anything yet so um i have uh you know we've we've successfully gotten those like likes from yeeting a, an artificer crystal at it uh but uh i've only got two left and i don't want to give up my, my last one so we're like waiting until you know we get more um answers uh at least uh, you know guesses in before we do that so if you have a big brain or think you do, um, or even you know what? Actually, you don't even need to be big brain. Some of these we like definitely overthink. Um, if you've got a, a you know a, a unique perspective, even uh, come on and uh, try and solve some of these things with us. Because I think we're I don't know I don't I still don't know why we're doing this, but it's been really fun uh, trying to solve puzzles that are way over uh, my head. Well, and one thing too that we we speculate is that. Um... It's obviously because we just had the one, and as you mentioned, we just had the one retweet by the main account, which was the first time, other than on the back end, which we've seen movement from the main account to this account when it was started. Um, but, anyways, that we had one retweet from the main account, which kind of is starting to, like, I think, let us know, like, okay, maybe this thing's going to come into play soon. Um, and I think one leading idea that we have is maybe when we head to, like, the wound or somewhere that's going to like, you know, would probably be aligned with the artificial artificial crystals or that kind of like that. Maybe that's going to start um, unlocking things or maybe it's, or maybe it is one of those things where we need to solve all of these. And then, but I, I like, I, I feel like especially just early on, because remember there was, they were dropping things and we were doing things. And like you said, until you kind of started eating things at it, we weren't getting anything. I, I feel like, I don't think you, point is i don't think you need to like yeet anything else towards them i feel like we're maybe gonna start getting to a point where hopefully we start maybe start seeing some like hey okay these were answered right and getting some movement i don't know maybe i'm wrong i don't know either that's uh, uh, uh but you know i like to burn things and throw things um <laughs> so it's not a problem but um actually the uh question though when it came to the gate of Turlo, like the how did that work in terms of like puzzle solve versus timing? It was yeah, so that's the thing. It was so much easier then because like we like basically a riddle would pop up from it and when it did, it would get retweeted by the main account. That's right, because you were at Gen Con. Um anyways, and we would or like we knew and we would answer and as soon as we when we answered it correctly um it would get retweeted by both basically kind of like the similar way of how when we were in the dungeon run with Ouroboros the main account was you know retweeting or like basically uh, amplifying Ouroboros's responses anyways it just felt like more um like the the shrine would pop up there would be a riddle we would answer it and then it would, we'd go back to doing other things, right? Like it was very much, it felt alive in that and like timing wise. Whereas this is just like, things are dropping, you know, and we're trying to solve them and we're not getting it. Like, that's why I was really frustrated early on. Cause it's like, it, we, weren't, we weren't getting that same push and pull back. So it was like, maybe this isn't ready yet, or maybe we're not getting the right answers. Like, but then we got some kind of confirmation that possibly some of our answers are are right based on those interactions and you doing that but it's it's totally different <laughs> point is and that's why i kind of got frustrated and moved away from it um and you know and, and now come like because it's just it wasn't it hasn't been the same like it, it almost feels like it wasn't ready yet or it's not ready or i don't know you know what's what's the deal with it but it's it's a lot different 
um, pacing wise and response and push and pull, you know, the dance is a lot different with this. (laughs) Yeah. Whether, whether we're ahead of the curve or not, like that's the one thing I love about Wagdai is that it's just constantly different every time. Like, past past uh success is not proof of future trend or whatever the phrase is you can't you can't expect the same thing to happen again awesome so um something else i wanted to bring up and by the way chamber of secrets in the discord i pinned uh chimera's awesome listing out of which ones are solved and not solved head into there if you're interested for this whole topic we just went went down the line Another thing that I pinned um, in the main public square of the Discord is Child of Coal, um, Mervin, a.k.a. Garth, is letting people know that if anyone's in St. Louis and wants to attend a Web3 panel in December, or he's going to be there, wants to you know grab a beer or whatever, he's going to be talking about Wagdai, like, let him know, reach out to him if you're in that area or will be in that area in December. Um, something else I threw in here was the conversation that we had in the conclave and I wanted to bring it out into public was um, we were noticing that uh, Isk, you know, who's been around in this community for a while, but isn't necessarily maybe one of the more, you know, louder ones are always, it's not always known that they're active. We, we, we were, I forget how or why it came up, but some, something, somehow or another, we ended up looking at their collection, I think, and noticing that they've, they've been, you know, slowly just accumulating good wag dies and, kind of following like the trends of things so like you know when our pub when people obviously when nakies became popular or any of these things that because so for those who don't know like wagdai is not this collection where you can just go and pull up a rarity tool and figure out what the what everybody likes kind of thing it's not it's not so simple like you come into you know the public square you try and buy things based off hey i got rarity 400 or rarity like nobody gives a fuck nobody you know that nobody cares about those things but we do have certain things that obviously like the crowns are really popular. It's not even the rarest crowns. Um, it's the, you know, um, those are the, those are super popular, right? There's a lot of characters that have those. And then now, you know, one of the more, more recent trends is the, the naked wag dice. So anyways, Isk is definitely somebody who follows and pays attention to those trends. Cause he's, he's got, you know, characters from all the different little meta shifts that we've been going through. And I just wanted to give him a shout out, let him know that we see him, um, and you know, we appreciate him. He's also, by the way, in the election. So feel free to vote him in if you want. Um, and then, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. too much bias, man. <laughs> how is it? What's okay. <laughs> for silence. How you doing? Yeah. What's up for silence? Hey man, was that wolf in the background? Is that what we heard? It's a, it's a moon runner. No, that's that's is that the wolf you don't feed because he sounds hungry. <laughs> Send us a picture of the pupper, man, in Discord. Oh, I'm I'm not. Yeah, I, you were having a conversation about something. I didn't realize. What are you? The dog barking in the background. Like five minutes ago, there was a dog in in the background. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. That yeah. <laughs> Share Anyways, the pics, man. We're uh, we're pretty much close to uh, to wrapping this up. Is there anything that you want to add, her silence, before we do? Uh, yeah. Vote for her silence, or get the violence. That's right. <laughs> Jesus, man. Good campaign speech, dude. Um, For those of you who are curious about how to vote for anybody, including those who have come up onto the stage and and begged for your vote, uh, you can go to decide.fateofwagdie.com and uh, it's just a signature away um, to vote. On vote for Pandira and Bus 2. We want to get those guys up. Definitely. Yeah. And shout out to um, Pandera. Like, by the way, yeah, real quick uh, community highlight is the, the Wagdai recaps. If you're listening to this and you haven't checked those out um, from episode four on, man, the production quality has just been insane. And that's Pandera's came in. Um, you know, Gina also got a new mic from there. But like, man, the the little just the, the music that's playing, the atmosphere music and the, the sound effects, like everything 
it's just oh those are so good like i'm i'm really looking forward i've been letting those build up i just keep listening to little previews of them but i want to let them all build up and then like next time i'm on a trip or something just play those through and uh kind of relive through the wag die experience um but yeah i think you guys are on episode seven or eight, i think just dropped um which was it's after gregor I, I forget what happened but yeah trial of the crowd <laughs> Oh, wait, no. Has Trial of the Crow come out? No, I just wrote that one. Uh, no, uh, it's like uh, a moment of, there's this like weird moment of peace. It's a lore, it's a lore heavy one. Um, but then Trial of the Crow is, uh, basically we, it's it's that one, and then we like go off to the Crow's Den, and then there's like a whole episode about Bald Burner coming, and then there's the trial of the crow. And I just finished writing one about like the swamps, you know, of the treaty and like everything leading up to the amalgam burn. Do you guys remember the amalgam burn? Like, dude, it's so much fun. This I, I, I'm going to rant a little bit, but it's so much fun uh, writing that content just to relive all of those like wicked moments in Wagdai and like, you know, uh, n- novelize them uh, essentially. Um, and yeah, you're right. The The production level has like gone through the roof thanks to Pandira and Gina uh, and their new steps. Uh, and it's just a really fun project to work on. And I hope you guys are enjoying it. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for that. And I am, it's funny, I am a little envious of you like getting to dive into those past things. Maybe I'll go um, go through on a, like a little wiki cleanup, like, you know, go through some old stuff just because I, I like going back in that old stuff and rediscovering things really does come full circle and helps you with, with what, what's, uh, you know, what's coming up and what's going on. Um, so yeah. Anyways, uh, Josiah, her silence, any, any final words of wisdom before we, uh, close this out? Oh, there we go. Sorry. Uh, you know, we know wag die breeds creators. I think her silence did that, that post a while back, you know, asking the community members, what have they they tried new or what have they done that they haven't done before as a result of being part of this project right then we have the the long list of threads and lost cowboys here i think he can attest to that as well but so you wolf have been compelled to create as a result of this project and you've been practicing uh, pixel art and displaying that throughout the library so you've done it of what three no five characters so far yeah yeah oh yeah yeah i think i'm on my fifth um there's definitely it's it's i feel like it's getting easier but it's also it's yeah what i don't know i I really what i really like about the medium with pixel art is sometimes like the less details is the better because you leave more to the person's imagination and lets them fill in so like but it's hard because sometimes you want to like add a bunch of details but it there's a there's a fine line and a fine balance between it but it's it's a really fun medium to play with and i highly recommend it and yeah i just picked it up within this last week and i've been having fun with it um there's definitely a lot of resources in our builders hall um that for tips and and stuff if people want to get into it is you know recommended programs and such um i highly recommend it it's it's fun eager to see how how you engage in your own particular style of larping i think that that's what you plan to use them for right so looking forward to that shout out to the newcomers to the library arlene and safe quest and i think safe quest has made it known that he's gone through the entire wiki right i think catching up in the lore he he pointed that out um and i do also think he sold his soul to council of six already so there's that oh yeah i totally forgot about that night We'll have to get a list from Brennan, but I, I believe he's been making new people uh, sell their soul to him and then giving them one of his slaves um, from after the war when he when he picked those up. So we'll, I'll have to get some more information on that and we'll share that next time <laughs> um, and maybe even bring him up and have him explain that he's Brennan, um, Prince Ham and a, uh, I think Chimera, a couple others, um, you know, have been really utilizing the whole uh, movement on the map and the gather um, to incorporate that into their lore, like kind of like, you know, leaving some on-chain, um, you know, data for it, <laughs> if you will. But yeah. Um, anyways, thank you all and uh, have a good night.
Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well.